Good news. My new book is finally here. It's called Handbook for the Heartbroken, A Woman's Path from Devastation to Rebirth, and you can order it now wherever books are sold. I wrote this book after the five-year span between 2016 and 2020 when I experienced serial heartbreaks that rocked literally every area of my life, my health, relationships, money, career, social status, and even my very sense of self. And along the way, I really got to experience firsthand how dysfunctional our culture's relationship is to loss. I saw how we live in a heartbreak illiterate world that's obsessed with success and shackled with isolation and ignorant of how valuable our suffering can be for our growth and our evolution, not only as individuals, but also as a collective. So this book expands the conversation around loss beyond just breakups and bereavement, although we definitely cover those too, in order to include falls from grace of all kinds, personal, professional, and collective. So whether you're experiencing hardship now or know you have past hurts that are holding you back in certain ways and still need healing, this book is here to support you. It's also a great book to gift to clients, family members, friends, just other women in your world who are going through a challenging time. It will show you that it's only through fully turning toward your heartbreak with support, courage, and compassion that you can heal. So within the loving pages of this book, you will have full permission to fall apart and slowly, organically find your way back to greater wholeness. I'm truly excited to share this with you. It was not a joy to live this journey, but it really was a joy to write it. And you can find it again wherever books are sold and the audio version of the book is available as well. If you would like some gifts to accompany you on your heartbreak journey, you can get those at handbookfortheheartbroken.com. Those are free. Whenever you order books, you can just send in your invoice or your receipt and we'll send you those accompanying gifts. Enjoy. Hello. Welcome to the Sarah Avon Stover podcast, a space to come home to your inner wisdom. I'm Sarah, best-selling author and teacher of women's yoga, meditation, and spirituality. And this podcast was born out of my own desire to hear Dharma talks, which are what the Buddhist tradition calls wisdom teachings, through the distinct lens and voice of the sacred feminine. Here, I'll share these very talks, along with rich conversations about all different facets of the feminine spiritual journey. But above all, I created this because I believe that when a woman gets still and quiet enough to hear her inner wisdom, she's able to live her true path in the world. I hope this podcast helps you do just this. I'm happy you're here. Let's dive in. Hello, dear ones. Here we are in December, just at the very, very tail end of 2021. I hope that you all are well and not feeling too frenzied with the close of the year. I know things can be quite busy during these holiday weeks. 
Hopefully today's Dharma talk that I'm sharing with you will offer some respite from whatever you have going on in your life. This is an excerpt of a talk that I gave back in October at an in-person retreat at Shambhala Mountain Center. And it's really talking about the importance of viewing our whole life from a higher perspective. So not just from our limited five senses in this three-dimensional realm as human beings, but really opening up to a, a larger perspective of grace and divinity. And it's from that perspective that so much more is possible. So I hope that this talk is nourishing for you. And before we head into it, I want to share a couple more resources for going deeper. And the first one is a year-end women's retreat that I'm leading this coming Saturday, December 18th. It's two and a half hours, and it's for welcoming the solstice. I love teaching retreats at this time of year on this topic. The winter solstice is one of my most favorite times of year. I like to consider it the feminine new year because it's really the return of the light. And just in general, seasonal shifts are powerful times to pause, reflect, and redirect as needed. So together we'll enjoy some women's yin and slow flow yoga, meditation, women's circle practices, and I'll also lead you through some year-end seasonal reflections and journaling. If you can't come live, a recording is available for 10 days afterwards, and there's also a sliding scale available. To learn more and join us, you can go to womensyogateachertraining.com forward slash solstice retreat, womensyogateachertraining.com forward slash solstice retreat. And lastly, I just want to give you a heads up that I'm teaching a slightly longer retreat in February and early discounts end for this on January 3rd. So if you don't already know about this, you might want to just make a note of it in your calendar. It's a four-day virtual women's yoga meditation self-care retreat, and the theme is your deepest heart. This is happening from February 2nd to 5th. And it's a chance to go deeper into retreat, but staying within the comfort of your own home. Because to evolve during these increasingly uncertain times, we need to regularly take time to recharge in our spiritual depths. And to do this, we need to turn off the relentless faucet of technology and communications, and to instead steep ourselves in stillness, silence, sacred teachings and practices, and self-care, at least for short stretches. This retreat is designed to mirror my longer annual in-person residential retreat that I have not been able to offer because of COVID, and it provides a chance to take a break from the whirl of the world and to do just this, to retreat within the safety of your own home. And even though we're meeting virtually, this will still be an incredibly potent container for respite, connection, and transformation. So to learn more and join us and to secure your place with the early bird discount before January 3rd, 
please head to womensyogateachertraining.com forward slash Feb retreat, womensyogateachertraining.com forward slash Feb retreat. And now please enjoy today's Dharma talk. I want to share with you a little, little story. Um, about an eagle and a snake. So, eagles eat snakes. It's one of the things that eagles eat. However, when an eagle goes in for its prey, when an eagle goes in for its, the snake, it doesn't go and attack the snake on the ground because that's the snake's territory. Rather, it it picks the snake up in its beak and it goes up into the sky. So it, it changes the battleground from the earth to the sky. And then when it's finished with the snake, it just releases it and it falls down to the ground. And this is, a, this is a helpful metaphor for us to consider how to better navigate our lives, especially now. You know, I said just minutes ago that a spiritual practice these days is not a luxury, it's a necessity. And as is living from the perspective of the eagle, So one of the very interesting, challenging, beautiful, amazing things about being a human being is that we're living on these two planes. We're living on the plane of the snake and we're living on the plane of the eagle. So the plane of the snake is the horizontal plane of our humanity. It's three-dimensional reality. It's things that we can see, hear, taste, smell, touch, palpate with our senses. This is the realm of time, of change, of psychological challenges, of human challenges. You know, I was, um, when I was driving here on Friday, which seems like forever ago now, I don't know if you guys feel the same way, but just when I pulled into, onto Shambhala Road, And just when cell service ends, the check engine light came on in my car, which has never happened before to me before in my whole life. I've just always been very lucky with my cars. And um, the check hybrid system light came on. And my car just kind of stopped accelerating. Like the hybrids, it's a hybrid, so the hybrid system just, just shut down. And so I pulled over and you know, stopped the car, waited a few minutes, restarted it, same thing, looked at the owner's manual, wasn't able to find something specific about that, no cell reception. And so I just thought, okay, (laughs) this is interesting. Um, I guess I'm just going to keep driving. I couldn't go over 40 miles an hour and just hopefully I'll make it there because I was still only eight miles away. But those final eight miles, as you know, it's just a lot of twisty roads and then dirt roads. And so I just started praying. 
and was just in a state of just continual prayer. Just please get my car to Shambhala Mountain Center. <laughs> like, and there were some hills that I almost didn't make it up because just the car didn't have enough momentum. It wasn't getting any acceleration. And so I had to rely on when there were down, downhills, which luckily there were a lot this way, just to, just to let the car coast downhill as far as it could. And I made it here, and I was able to arrange um, my car to get towed back to Boulder when, once I arrived. And there was some grace in that because my, um, my emergency roadside assistance only covers 20 miles of towing. After that, you have to pay. And miraculously, just the only hybrid repair place closest to here was in Boulder. So they said that they would cover the full 100 miles. And so my car was picked up and taken to the Boulder repair repair place. And I heard from them yesterday and they said, oh, there's actually a recall and this is covered. So we're driving your car to the Toyota dealership and they're going to fix it for free. (laughs) And so here we, we see the intersection of the horizontal and the vertical. So on the horizontal plane, like I was saying yesterday or the day before, it's just life is just a series of problems, right? Whether it's the check engine light on the car and you can't drive to the retreat center where you're teaching for the weekend or you know, whatever we're gonna face once we leave here. And then how do we navigate that? And, and when we navigate it like the eagle, And when we pick that problem up and bring it to the higher realms, when we bring it to this vertical axis, we open to so much more grace. Grace. And the only way we can open to this grace is is to actively really open to it and to ask for it, to be in communication with it, to, to actively receive it. Because ultimately, the spiritual path is a path of becoming embodiments of this grace on this horizontal axis. That, that is, that's the culmination. That's, that's the fruit. With all of our imperfections, with all of the world's imperfections, becoming these embodiments of grace in the midst of the chaos, in the midst of it all. And one of the most potent ways that we do that is through prayer. And prayer has gotten a bad rap over the decades, over the centuries, because of just various ways that religions have suppressed people. But let's not throw the baby out with the bathwater, and let's not forget that prayer is an essential function for us as human beings. We are wired for this divine communication. We are meant to communicate to these greater, higher realms to help us to navigate this vertical realm, to help us navigate the land of the snake from the perspective of the eagle. So I invite you, I encourage you, I support you in 
if prayer isn't already part of your practice, and if, if the word prayer is too triggering for you, find another word. You know, another word is divine communication or inner communication or, you know, find the terminology that speaks to you. But this remembrance that whenever there's a problem to immediately just go inside and ask for help, ask for what you need. Because one of the things that we do so much as women is when, when we have a problem, we immediately just seek counsel outside of ourselves. You know, we Google, how do I fix this problem? Or we ask a friend or a partner for advice. But the only, the only one that really knows the right path forward for you is you, is your deepest heart. So when we pray, we go inside and we, we ask inside and we get that guidance that we need. And that's a, that's a muscle we need to develop to be able to get quiet enough to hear that voice, to be able to discern that voice from other voices inside, and then be able to, to trust it so much that we stake our lives on that. So I'll tell you another practical example of, of prayer. Um, I moved, I've lived in Colorado for about 13, almost 14 years, but for two of those years, I moved to California because I always wanted to live near the ocean. And so I moved to California to Santa Barbara for a couple of years. And last August during the, you know, the early part of the pandemic, I found out I was living in a guest cottage there. There's a lot of guest cottages in Santa Barbara. And I found out from the people in the main house that they were about to start a several year construction project. And I knew like, I cannot stay here. This is going to be crazy town. And I had felt like I had, it was like just getting settled there. Um, The housing market in California and Santa Barbara in particular is very challenging. It took me a long time to find this place. And I was just pretty shocked that I was going to need to move, especially during a pandemic. And so I went inside. I followed my own advice. I went inside and I, I prayed. And I just said, like, what am I supposed to do here? And this voice inside just said very loudly, very clearly, move back to Boulder. And I resisted it because I was like, I'm not moving back to Boulder. I just, I just left there. Like, I just never thought I would go back to Boulder or come back to Colorado. The voice kept saying, move back to Boulder, move back to Boulder. And it took me about a week or two of really resisting that and exploring all my options in California until I finally just succumbed to that voice and said, I think this is what I'm supposed to do. And immediately I found a place to live without even being here. And within a couple of weeks of that, I had moved back and moved into a new home, the home that I'm still in. And so that's an example of just when there's something unexpected that comes in 
inside we have the answers. It might not be the answer we expect. Usually it's not the answer we expect. It might not be the answer we want. Often it's not the answer that we want. But it's the answer, it's the guidance that's going to lead us onto our path. Keep us on our path, just like that acorn holds the blueprint for the oak tree. And that, that, those voice inside comes from the center of your own heart, guiding you to fulfill your purpose, your destiny on this planet at this time. And there's a saying by St. Mother Mira, your problem is that you ask for too little. It's not that you ask for too much, it's that you ask for too little. So even just little things that you need support with, little things that you need guidance with, ask for support. Open to these universal forces. And that's one of the, the things that is also a malady of these times is that not only have we become hyper-individualistic and we've broken apart from community structures, but also that we've broken apart from just the larger matrix of support that is exists beyond the human realm. So just being a human being is in the end-all, be-all. There's just so much more beyond what our senses can palpate that's here to love us, to support us, to guide us, to encourage us on our path. And the more that we can align with that and harness that, the better able we're going to be able to navigate these times. So big times call for big resources. So in addition to going home and and rooting into your meditation practice, I invite you to just explore what would it be like for you to open up more of this communication, whether you feel that's to your heart, to the universe, to God, to goddess, to universal consciousness, to spirit, to cultivate that, to strengthen it, and to let that be really your primary life relationship. Marian Williamson says, if you're not leaning on God, if you're not leaning on the divine, you're leaning on someone, and that's not going to go well. <laughs> so in my work with women over the years, especially my one-on-one -on -one work, one of the main things that I support them with is, is really standing strongly in yourself. And to stand strongly in yourself, you need to be standing strongly with some sort of a higher power. And that needs to be your primary intimacy, your primary relationship. Otherwise, we easily, we easily get enmeshed in our family relationships, in our intimacies. And we're not fully standing in our truth, in our power. And then we can be making decisions out of fear or compromise. So if there's one thing that could make the biggest difference in your life, and I'm all about optimization, you know, it's like practice needs to be practical. We have busy lives. We're not living in monasteries. We, we want a lot out of life. So what's, what's going to give us the most in return when we engage with practice? And, and prayer is one of those things. 
Thank you so much for joining me and for taking this time out for yourself. If you enjoyed today's episode, I'd be very grateful if you'd take a moment to rate and review this podcast. That way other women who might enjoy it can better find it. Also, don't forget to hit subscribe so you don't miss future episodes. And until next time, I'm sending you my heartfelt support.